Hello and welcome to Up in the Hair. It's me, Ashley, and today, guess what? It's a great day to have a great day. What's up, you guys? Happy Tuesday. I'm just over here at my house doing some office work. It's a little bit of a rainy, gloomy day, and I kind of just love that because it keeps me in the house and get my stuff done. So wanted to get on and record because I read this really great article about successful people today. And I just wanted to share it because this is what we're here for, right? We're here to motivate the mind and inspire the heart of the beauty industry. So whether you're fresh out of school, whether you're a seasoned beauty professional, even if you're in a different industry listening to this, it's all relevant. It's all about staying on yourself to stay motivated and growing and just relentlessly getting after what you want, right? I'm going to talk about 10 different things that I believe in this article. I'm kind of just piggybacking off of it because it was just so spot on. First things first, successful people take risks. Think about that for a second. Successful people take risks. So instead of sitting on the sidelines, like get in the game, right? Instead of dreaming and daydreaming about something, go and do it. Like actually take action on what you want and go after it and take the risk, even if it's scary. You know, a lot of ventures, especially in business, it's not 100% safe or guaranteed, right? Like when I was opening the salon, nobody was there at the end, the finish line telling me, you're going to do it, you're going to make it. You know, it's like you're rolling the dice. But I think if you're well-educated, I think if you really do your homework, do your research, create an amazing plan, it makes you feel better about it. But at the end of the day, you either got to jump or you're going to sit on the sidelines and watch everyone else go after what they want. So you have to take your choice, take your pick. You have one life. And honestly, it sounds to me like more people look back over their lives and regret what they didn't do rather than what they did do. Does that make sense? You're not going to regret it if you go after what you want. If you fail, oh, well, do it again. Try something else. Do something different. You know, failure is not defeat. It just means that wasn't your path. But at least you tried. Like, wouldn't you rather take the jump and not and mess up than not tr- jump at all and be scared? Like, I wouldn't. So take the risk, take the jump. Number two is successful people possess unwavering self-belief. I'm not saying all successful people, like some people suffer from self-doubt, right? But I think like what bridges the gap for successful people is the fact that they know how to talk themselves out of it, like really well, right? Not taking your thoughts too seriously, like instead of overanalyzing and, and thinking about what could go wrong and I don't know, just all of these like doubts and fears again, like back to the what ifs and what if it goes wrong, whatever it is, focus on your strengths, concentrate on what you're good at. You know, this will be the foundation for, I don't know, whatever you're building. So focus on your strengths, believe in yourself. I think that's going to be a huge part of your success because if you think about all of the things you're great at and you really focus your energy on the things that, you know, you're passionate about and your natural talents and your learned talents and I don't know, just everything that you're great at, like people don't focus on that. For some reason, they go the other way. They take it to a dark place. So just maybe... I don't know, set a goal to not doubt yourself or to speak negatively to yourself. 
I feel like people could be like really, really great. Let's just say it doing hair, okay? Let's just say you do hair and you're amazing at it. But if you don't believe in yourself, like you waste your potential because the lack of self-belief. But you could be lackluster as all hell. Like you could be decent, not even that good at hair. My rep, Devin, he told me this story about a girl. She would just, she was a monster. She was on fire, but she wasn't really that great at doing hair. But she believed in herself. People loved her because she loved herself. And I don't know. I just think that you can really take it whichever way you want, but it starts with how you feel about yourself, okay? If you're not looking at yourself for what you truly are, it's going to stunt your growth and it's going to slow you down. So get clear with yourself about all your strengths and celebrate, you know. I know for me, positive affirmations, you know, um, celebrating everything I'm good at and really not focusing on the things I'm not good at, you know, like I'm not out of touch with reality where I think I'm great at everything. I know I'm not. But at the same time, am I going to sit here and dwell when I make a mistake or when I don't do well at something? I'm not because there's so many other things to look at and celebrate that you are good at and focus on, okay? So believe in yourself. Know you can. Know you're going to land on your feet regardless if you're scared, regardless if you you know have this voice inside your head saying, I don't know, should you, could you? You can I'm telling you, you can. Anybody, if anybody's doing it, you can do it too, okay? Number three, successful people don't care what other people think. I feel like successful people care very much about their own opinion rather than the opinions of others. I don't know, like, and that doesn't mean in a super arrogant way or like a self-important way. It may be perceived that way, but I don't believe that that that's the case. I think it's just like this faith and this knowing and I don't know. It's just like you you know what you know and you're not that interested to ask about other people's opinions because you realize they're not that important. They're really not important at all. Like for me, I try not to focus on anyone's opinions. Um, personally, professionally, it's a little different because, you know, when you're running a business and you're you know, getting feedback from the staff or feedback from the client or whoever it is, you know, you're collecting data. So that's one thing. I'm talking like personally in your personal life, like for my personal brand, let's just say Beauty by Ashley Nicole. As I go into different schools, I get a lot of hype. I get a lot of positive feedback. I get a lot of love, right? And that's all nice and everything too. And I trust me, I love it. And and it makes me feel really amazing. But I try not to get too involved with that either, like the good or the bad. And that was something that was taught to me by one of my favorite motivational speakers, Gary Vee. He's like, whether people think good or bad of you is kind of irrelevant. You know, it's like none of your business and it doesn't really help because if they think bad of you and you start thinking bad of you, that slows you down. And if they think good of you and you get a big head, that slows you down because now you're an egomaniac. So I understand the importance of being true to you and again like that self-belief going back to that self-belief and that knowing and um having that confidence right like if you know what you're capable of and you have a strong belief system around that I don't know it's gonna be like things are gonna move in your favor I'm telling you because if you like yourself and you like what you stand for and you really celebrate who you are like I talked about your strengths what you're good at 
you know, if you have strong ideals or values and you live a life that's true to you, like straight to you, not to your mom, not to your dad, not to your brother, not to your family, not to your heritage, uh, to your church, your religion, whatever it is, right? Your faith. I'm speaking directly to you, not like the life that's prescribed to you by society. You know, I've been getting really into this concept because sometimes, let's just say this is a little off the, you know, I'm kind of going veering left, but let's just say, you know, I'm 30 years old. I live with my boyfriend. We have a house together, been together five years, not married, no kids, you know, I don't see it coming anytime in the near future. Maybe it is. I don't know. That's, you know, if he asked me to marry him, I'd say yes. But is it my priority? Is it on my mind? Is it a daily conversation I care about? Is it something like I'm want, I'm like longing for? No, I like not at all. I'm happy where I'm at. I feel super happy and fulfilled with everything like where it is, right? But like society, like my clientele or just people in general, they're like, a ring? Are you married? Did you get engaged? When do you think you're getting engaged? It's like the center of the universe, right? And it's like, what? If you're going to spend like 50 grand on a wedding, you could buy, I don't, I mean, I look at everything like an investment, right? Like, I don't know. It's just not, and maybe I'm just like a little bit, like I hate being told what to do. You know, I hate being put, like, stuff pushed on me and, you know, I have to do this. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. So, basically, the reason I veered off was because I'm just saying don't go along with what society tells you or what your mom and dad want for you or whoever, your boyfriend, your husband. Like, do exactly what is what you want and what you believe in. If people lived more authentically, they wouldn't be so mad at anything they would be happy honestly if you live your authentic self you will not care what anybody freaking says or thinks about it you know that's like true self-love and confidence it's just doing exactly what you want when you want and don't let anybody tell you anything else you know what I mean um if you have these strong values about your life and what's important to you what anybody else thinks is irrelevant is all hell Like, it's just a waste of time. If you don't have clear values about your life, it's, you're going to be like super easily, like super impressionable, super easily influenced. And, you know, if we're talking about leadership and successful people being leaders, you have to stand on your own two feet and know what you want and know what you believe in. And I think all of these knowings and all of these certainties create this amazing, amazing platform for you to stand on that tells you, you can do it. You'll take the risk. You have the self-belief and you don't care what anybody has to say to you because you know what you're capable of and you know what you want and you're going for it. Okay. Number four, successful people think outside the box. So rather than just accepting your life as the way it is, right? And the way it comes to you, I feel like successful people are looking for ways to improve the way it is. You know, instead of thinking inside the box, you go outside the box. And as leaders, not followers, again, we're leaders. We're not afraid to go against the grain. You know, we're not afraid uh, to push the limits and go outside the box and change it up. You know, I know for me, 
my mentor, you know, it's from, they're from different generations, right? It was a different time, okay? And things are changing. The industry is changing. So think outside the box and adapt with the times and grow with the times. You know, as professionals, there are certain standards that I'm always going to uphold and always going to come back to because that's just the foundation of who I am and that's how I was built. And I'm so grateful for that. But we got to think outside the box, you know, and not be afraid, again, to go against the grain. The more people tell you that it can't be done, I think it just should just make you more determined to do it and just go for it. You know, like when somebody says you can't or they talk crap about you, it's just like, okay, let's go. You know, it's just you're more hungry and you're more fired up and it's a challenge and it's fun. So, again, thinking outside the box, thinking of new solutions, new ways of doing business, exciting ways to do business and really change the game and take things to the next level, right? Again, leaders, not followers. Not going to follow what the salon down the street did. Not going to copy exactly what the salon down the street does. We talk about competition in my salon. They get, you know, they're like, what do you mean no competition? It's like, think outside the box. If you're doing business the best way you can, if you're being the best professional you can, if you're being inventive and a visionary and you're just like going all in on trying to change the game and think outside the box, no one can even compete with that. You know, they can do it their way and they can be doing the same exact thing as a visionary and inventive and get creative and passionate about it. But if you're doing things to your fullest potential and you change it up, people are going to notice that. You know, when everything looks the same, when you see all the same Instagram hair, same balayage over and over again, it's like, okay, I'm bored of that. You know, people want newness. People want the relevancy and the cur- what's current, you know. So again, this is kind of like jumping all over, but it's all surrounding the topic of thinking outside the box, whether you're a stylist, whether you're an ownership, no matter who you are, successful people think outside the box. Number five, successful people are optimistic at heart. So let's just say you have a new project, right? Successful people, they're going to look at all the possibilities instead of looking at all the possible problems. And this is like the number one thing personally that I just take so much pride in. So the optimism, it's just a more, it's a fun way to think and look at things. And I do believe and know because I have a ton of successful people sit in my chair, right? My clientele, South Naperville, you know, we work in a growing population of wealthy people. Let's just be clear. So People who come into our salon, you know, they're, they're business owners. They, they have a lot of knowledge and information. And guess who's going to ask the questions? Me. I'm going to learn from these people. And I've been learning from these people for over 10 years. So I feel super grateful. And I'll tell you what, most of those people, if not all of those people, I'm not even talking about in the beauty industry. Let's just say clientele that I'm talking about, right? Those successful businessmen and women, those people who are making real money, who are really happy in their life, who have that type of freedom. They have that optimism. They have that common denominator. The way they look at things, they allow the creative process, no matter what it is, they'll allow it to develop first before adding in rational and realistic forecasts. So like, okay, I'll give you an example. Like if you were inventing something, 
you can't look at all of what can go wrong with it first. That's not the first step. The visionary, the process of creating something new and being inventive, you have to look at all of the greatness in what could be rather than looking at what could go wrong, okay? So let's just say Salon Haven. I have this idea that I want to create a beauty experience served better. I have this vision in my mind. I have a vibe. I have a look. I have a feel. It's, all of the senses are already mapped out for me, right? The entire experience head to toe, left to right, top to bottom. I have this vision in my mind about how amazing it is how beautiful it is, how it feels, how it looks, and how the stylists feel, and how they look, and how the clients look and feel, and everything just is amazing, okay, that's the vision, okay, I could get deeper into the vision, but the the moral of the story is, is this optimism that I know it's going to be amazing, I know it can be so great, am I thinking about, like, Oh, starting a salon right off the... When I'm in this like visionary process, this creative process, it's a delicate process, right? And am I thinking like all of these, I don't know, realistic, um, you know, like am I looking at, oh my God, you know, what are the costs like right off the bat? That's not a visionary, okay? That's a, an important part of the process, but it's not the first part of the process. So you have to see what could go well. Rather than like, oh my God, the costs. Oh my God, how, oh, look at all these expenses. Oh my God, look at this, look at that. You know, no, nobody's able to hire staff right now. Oh my God, we're in a pandemic. Oh my God, you know, if I were to look at everything that way and glass half empty, we wouldn't do anything. We would never start anything. Is it important? Yes. Is it important to get to that point where you're looking at all of that? Of course, but... It's not the first part of it. And it starts with that optimism. It starts with focusing on what is possible, if that makes sense. Look for the good in situations and have an attitude that creates a strong mental buffer that protects the optimism. It protects the optimism against negative whoever it is. You know what I mean? Like you have to protect that space. You have to be like, unbreakable and sound and just know that again that knowing that confidence right think about what can go right think about how great you can do think about all the possibilities at hand knowing that you can will get you there the negative aspects in life to me are just like my biggest turnoff to be honest like my nature If you've known me for a long time, like, you know, I just don't like it. I never have. Who does? Who does? I just don't think it serves you. Being like, you know, realistic and telling it like it is. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm rainbows and sunshine all day, every day. You know what I mean? When I'm working numbers, when I'm looking at inventory, when I'm doing all these things, Is it like rainbows and sunshines and like la 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 skipping through a field? No, it's not, okay? At the same time, we're talking about being optimistic and everything, how you see out, right? People, your staff, you know, instead of, let's just say if you're, no matter where you are, let's just say you're the the owner, let's just say you're the manager, let's just say you're the trainer, okay? You're the mentor and your mentee is making you mad and, you know, it's like, 
okay, are you going to focus on all of the things your mentee does that like makes you upset? Or are you going to just address it? And, you know, actually like respect the fact that these people are coming to work for you. Like that's the way I see it. It's like these people are freaking the best of the best of the best. Like I want my staff to feel so celebrated, so cherished, inspired. I want to give them everything they need. And again, back to, you know, like feedback, not allowing what people's opinions of you and all of that, like professionally doesn't count. Because again, when my staff talks to me and gives me feedback, I'm collecting data from them. And I'm definitely not going to ignore it. I'm definitely going to look at it like, awesome, great. How can we move forward? What is the solution? Let's do it. You know, if I can do it, I'm going to do it because my staff, without them, I don't have a business. Moral of the story, every which way you look at everything you do should be with a little bit of positive energy. You're going to attract more to you to like whatever it is, you're going to attract it. If you think this way, you're going to attract more positive people. And if you're negative, and if you think with the opposite and you're a pessimist, you're going to attract all the pessimistic people. If you like to complain, I talk about this all the time because, again, I just think it's unproductive. I don't allow it in my salon. It's not a part of the culture. And I just bite in the butt right away. I never partake. I would never participate in any type of negative talk, even if this sucks. Like, it sucks. I'm not trying to talk about it, though. I'm not trying to spend like more than two seconds on it, to be honest, because it's just unproductive after that point. We have to move so fast and so swift that, you know, we just don't have time for that type of attitude to slow us down when we're building. Like we don't. We're always building. I don't care if you're 25 years in the business, you're building. People forget that. They get so complacent. You know, you have this beautiful model happening and you think it's all fine and dandy until people move away, people quit on you, people leave, like... You have to protect what you have, and I think doing it through a positive lens is going to really help attract all the right people to you, the right team, the right environment. Everything that's good is going to come through an optimistic view, okay? I think you guys get it, okay? I talk about this all the time. I just love, love, love celebrating and having gratitude because I just see things so clear and simple about the fact that you have one life and... Even just in this moment right now, it's just like every moment's fleeting and there's just, I don't like wasting time on on anything else. You know, I understand that not everything that is in this world, because this world can be a very, very, uh, there's a lot going on, right? And I'm not saying I never pay attention to it because I do. And I, I'm here to help and heal and help people in any way I can. That's why I want to be successful. But at the same time, in my personal day-to-day operations, where is my headspace? How can I be a better leader for my staff? It's definitely not by having a bad attitude or getting so upset or getting so mad about little things and letting my stress you know, really affect my mood and the way I see my people and taking them for granted. <coughs> Scoozy. Okay. Optimistic. You guys get it. Be optimistic. Move optimistic. Count your blessings, show gratitude, and have fun. Number six, successful people are resilient and they're not afraid of failure. So I don't know. People, I notice, don't want to fail at anything they do. They don't want to mess up. They don't want to look stupid. 
screw all of that, okay? Because failure is literally like a piece of the puzzle that we need. It's necessary. It's just absolutely necessary. Like seeing yourself as a failure is like super dramatic and super crazy and irrational. You have to just like know that your failures are necessary for your growth. That's it. It's all it is. If I never messed up anyone's hair, if I never messed up payroll, if I never messed up on my inventory, if I never messed up on anything ever, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't learn the the most important lessons that I've learned thus far. I'm very grateful for everything. Maybe I've mishandled. Maybe I've misjudged or whatever it is. Like they were all meant to happen for growth. So the next time you mess up, just be happy that you learned from it. Literally, that's all you can do. If it's not working out, know that there's a reason why. Just know that like also because again, like that difference between not being afraid to failure and looking at yourself like I failed. Like make sure you have like the separation between the person and the action, if that makes sense. Like let's just say Janet. I love Janet. I used to work with Janet. That's funny. Okay, she's the only Janet I know too, so it's like a funny picture. Let's just say Janet like really messes up somebody's haircut, okay? Let's just say Janet is like repeatedly missing class. Let's just say Janet is your boss and she, you know, messed up some like your books a few different times, scheduled something wrong a bunch of different times. The reality is it's Janet's actions. It's not Janet. So Janet can learn from that or not. That's her choice and that's up to her. But like to me, the successful people, when they make a mistake, they learn from it. They grow from it and they just carry on and they move so quickly and swiftly and they don't get caught up on it. It's only a big deal if you make it one, bottom line. And that's what I, I say to my girls. Like just cut the hair, color the hair, just do. And that way you can learn from your mistakes. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. So being resilient and don't be afraid. Number seven successful people possess a can-do attitude. So again, this goes back to like the optimism, but really a can-do attitude speaks for itself, right? There's an enthusiasm there. There's a ready to take on any challenge. You know, it's like you're looking for solutions. You're not like, like when people just bring me problems, it's like unproductive to me. Like if you're somebody who focuses on the problem, 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 let's like, okay, we need to know the problem to get to the solution. But like, Let's not dwell on it and waste time. It's just not productive. What is the solution? We're here to find solutions to everything. And we're the fixers of life. That's what successful people do. You know, it's not, you're not obsessed about fixing things that can't be fixed. You know when to like back off and let something go. You don't try to control every little thing. Like, trust me, I'm like pretty, I know the difference. You know, there's things you can correct. There's things worth your time. There's things worth fixing. There's things that just are the way they are. Like, that's one thing. I feel like kind of going back to like the low self-esteem thing and like people who look through like a glass half empty. Those are the people I notice they tend like it's hard for them to let go and like disassociate themselves from any of those like 
issues. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. It's like they're the ones who stay fixated and just keep going and, you know, they don't think they can. There's always a problem. It's like, well, let's go do this right now. And they're like, they'll find a million reasons and poke a million holes in it as to why they can't. So a can-do attitude, that's all I can say. Successful people, they maintain a perspective about like enthusiasm, but they don't get carried away. You know what I mean? They recognize like when their efforts outweigh the benefits. They know when to stop. They know, you know, it's not like, I don't want to say like this. Me and my friend talk about this. It's like a can-do attitude doesn't mean you just jump or anything and you're like blindly optimistic about everything. That's not like what I'm saying. It's just you go in with a positive mindset that you can and you have enthusiasm and you have energy around that. Like if some of my girls, like if I hire you and you come in like dragging your feet and you're kind of like, like I'll give you an example. If I'm like, hey, how are you? And you're like, okay. I'm like, just leave. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel about the vibe in my salon. It's like, why? What? Like, this is Salon Haven. Like, let's go. You know, like, we're ready to go. We're ready to be on 100 while you're here. Whether you have stuff going on and I talk about this all the time. It's like that enthusiasm is just so powerful because it's energy. And what you put in, the energy you put in, you're going to get out. And that is just like law. That is just facts. I don't know about every industry, but I know the beauty industry because it's my freaking life. And... If you put in that enthusiasm, that optimism, a great attitude, you can do it. You're ready to take on anything. Let's just say you're a hairdresser and someone comes in and they've got like black box dye, right? You know how many hairstylists I've seen where they're just like have such a terrible attitude about box dye and they just like make people feel like crap that they've box dyed their hair? Like you have a terrible attitude if that's you. Like honestly, that's like... You really could think about it in a better way. Let's just be honest. Like finding a solution. There are people, if you actually stop and stop thinking about yourself for five seconds and think about your client because that's who we're there for, right? That's who pays our freaking bills. Our client had to do that for some reason. They couldn't afford to see you or they couldn't get into the salon because it was a pandemic or, you know, this is just like, their luxury service like this is not something that they can just like have this disposable income right so like people box die for a reason and they shouldn't feel guilt or shame or anything from that and as professionals what we should do is figure out the safest smartest like best way to address like what their needs are you know if they want to go lighter just educate them, talk to them. You know, this is where we can start. You know, this is a long road ahead. This, These are the possible outcomes, you know. If they're showing you a level 9, 10 balayage and it's like iced out, they have black or red box dye, let's just say, you know, show them some things that are realistic unless their hair is like completely compromised and you don't feel comfortable doing it. Do the service that they're asking for with a smile and make them feel good. Don't have a crappy attitude. Don't talk bad about your your client because, again, they pay your bills for the reason we're here. They're, like, literally the heartbeat of what we do. Have some enthusiasm. Get excited with these people. You know, you don't know what people are going through. So a 
can-do attitude is so, so important for successful people. Number eight, successful people take responsibility for their their own lives. I'll say it again. Successful people take responsibility for their own lives. I talked about this in my last podcast, and it's a it's huge. It's a biggie because successful people, they know that they're in the current position in their life due to their own choices. Facts. I don't care how you were brought up. I don't care what you were born into. Unless you have literally like suffered again, there's like this percentage of people that I'd never want to sound like uh, insensitive to because I understand like some people are born into poverty. Some people are born into a really traumatic environment and like I feel terrible for that you know what I mean as we get older as we grow we have choices and I just hope that you get the opportunity to make that choice to better your life because we we can do it you know even if you're in a terrible position listening to this you have all the opportunity in the world if you can create it and figure out a loophole And say, I can get out of this. I know I can do it. I know I can make the right choices and take responsibility to just take myself where I want to go. You know, like I've heard a lot of people where they're like, it's my parents' fault kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my parents never did this. My dad never did that. My dad left, you know, or this or that. Like, I've heard so many things. I hear a lot of excuses, and I can't stand the excuses. It's like, why even make the excuse at this point? You know what I mean? Because it is what it is. Um, the excuse, again, kind of just slows us down. Like, let's look for solutions. Let's look for ways to grow. Let's look and, like, understanding that, you know, those people were talking about their parents and stuff like that. Yes, parents, they influence us. Like, totally, they do. They're a big part of our life, you know. It's to a point, though. And instead of blaming and instead of, like, projecting or whatever it is they do, like, accept where you are. And I don't know, like, my parents, they both came from nothing. And that's why I feel, like, kind of connected to this topic because they both had single moms. They both came from very, very, very... They came from nothing, let's just say that. And... They had a lot of choices to make about their life and about the way, the path they took. You know, they grew up around a lot of different types of people. They could have taken a bad path. They could have gone on drugs, you know, like the rest of their, the people who they grew up with, right? They could have used so many excuses. You know, my dad could have been like, I didn't have a father. I didn't have anything. My mom, this, my brothers, my sister. Like, my dad could have said a million things. So so could my mom. But they both made the choices to turn their life around because they wanted a better life and they wanted a better life for their kids. So they made it happen. So instead of like blaming or whatever it is, it's like accept your misfortune and use it like use your rough start in life to fuel yourself to go further. You know what I mean? Like you if you're still complaining about like what you don't have and this and that and comparing and doing all of that you're again wasting your time and it's such valuable time that you have it's limited so if you can just use that as fuel successful people like they will want to achieve anything like despite what they've been through or like again with the blaming you know it's like oh 
let's just say you like got into a fight or something out at the bar or whatever it is. It's like, well, I was provoked. I hit, I hit him because he provoked me. He made me like, really? You choose how you react. And we've all been there where we don't make maybe good choices about how we are reacting to a situation. I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't have like the fire inside me or bad temper or get really reactive or get really emotional. In my business, I've learned to be like the opposite and just chill out a little bit and just really analyze the situation, step away from the situation and be able to really balance everything that's going on around you. And that way you can make a great decision about the way you react to anything you're doing. Um, Cop-outs, anything like that is just ridiculous and it's just denial and it's just not good. Basically, being responsible for what you do will lead to a much happier life rather than being a victim or whatever it is, okay? So take responsibility. Again, I I talked about it a lot in the last podcast. Number nine would be successful people are self-aware and they know their strengths and weaknesses. What does it mean to be self-aware? I feel like it means you have like a healthy respect for yourself and honestly like just how you make people feel and the things you do and the things you say and I don't know a healthy respect for yourself knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at you know you don't have issues admitting your weakness but like you're also really good at capitalizing on your good on on like your strengths you know what I mean on the good things I don't think that anybody who's successful thinks they're good at everything I definitely don't you know, I know that there are things I'm good at in business. There's things that I struggle with. And if you're not good at it, hire someone else to do it for you um, who can do it to their best ability. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? You're not superhuman and it's okay, right? I just think that if you're thinking in a way that you are self-aware, like, Again, how you make people feel. I think there's this huge piece about people and being good with people that I think of when it comes to self-awareness, especially because that's the business we're in. We're in the business of people and and serving these people and creating, you know, art on people's heads. And whether, you know, let's just say you're on the business end of things and you're building people, you're a, a leader. Having a high emotional intelligence is like a must. Like having that self-awareness like not just a high IQ, right? Like high EQ, like the most magnetic, best people like in my salon, let's just say, or I don't know, in the beauty business in general, I feel like they have a super high self-awareness for like their vibe, what they bring to the table, what they say and do, like where they don't make you feel anything but amazing. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm so conscious about how I make people feel that like if I'm in a bad mood, which it happens, like I'm not going to even come around you because I don't want to invade your space with that. Like I've had a lot of friends that I'm not even friends with anymore where like they would just dump on me, right? They would call me up and just like do this emotional dumping, meaning like not even asking me like how I'm doing or how's my day or where I'm at mentally or anything like that, they would just like start like honestly bitching, you know, or sharing all of these things. It's like, I'm not a therapist. Okay. Same thing with clients. Like 
I'm not a, I'm not your therapist. I'm not here to just be dumped on and like here for you to vent to. Like that's not why I'm that's not who I am. It's not what I like. It's not what I want. It doesn't make me feel good. So I don't do that to people because I know how it makes me feel when people do it to me. And I'm not saying like suppress all your feelings and just like this, you know, people have told me like that toxic positivity and if you know what I'm talking about, it's like there is this level of you have to let people be who they are, right? And you have to be who you are at the same time. I'm just not going to, it's not my style. I'm not going to call you and, and complain. Like if you need therapy, go to therapy. You know what I mean? Your friends are not like, I don't know. My idea of friendship is more than just venting and like complaining. And I've had that where I've had friendships where they're just like zero self-awareness of how they're making me feel or how they're making the room feel or it's like good or bad, right? It's just no self-awareness. And I think if you can take accountability and know what you're contributing to the space or to the vibe like say what you want I feel like I'm gonna build a huge empire based on understanding the way people feel and the way that people want to feel and being able to deliver that so if you don't have any self-awareness around that and like knowing how things I'll give you an example my girlfriend Lindsay Lindsay, one of my best friends, owner of Good Roots. I've mentioned her a million times in my podcast. They, her and Ashley, they created a vibe. These women, they create an experience, a feeling, right? With the aesthetic, with the feelings, the smells, the sounds, everything that they are is creating this experience for people to come shop in their store at Good Roots. Okay. I feel like now more than ever, it's just so valuable and the more self-awareness you have, the easier it's going to be to create that type of environment for people. So professionally, personally, it's just good. Like me and my honey, you know, if he's had a bad day, it's like he's not trying to just dump it on me because he knows mentally like my capacity. I'm I'm not ready for it, right? But when I am, then it's like, okay, let's talk, you know, whatever. But I don't know. The best thing I can say is if you have a hard time with this and you need to vent and dump, I think you need a therapist. That's somebody who is trained to listen to you vent and really understands and doesn't look at anything in any bias perspective and is, you know, because most times people are venting, they just want to vent. They don't want a solution. So for me as a solution-oriented leader, it's very difficult for me. Uh, I'm not the best at people venting. I, I try to do better with it because I don't want to be insensitive but again that self-awareness is what I'm talking about if you come and you're a crab and you're a cactus in the room and you have no self-awareness for that the way you're contributing to your team you got to really think about this and reflect on yourself because this is all important the it creates this environment right for you and the life that in a growth environment number 10 successful people give back I feel like this is like the best because this is all it's about for me. Truly successful people, they are not completely out for just themselves, to be honest. And it's so awesome because the more success I believe that you breed, and success is different to everybody, right? Your definition is different than mine. 
And that's the beauty. That's amazing. But it's that fulfillment and that happiness that you can share with others if you have it. You can give it away. You can share it. Let's just say you have all this wealth. You can give and donate. Um, You can donate your time, you know. You could donate your energy and your knowledge and give back to people and pay it forward. I don't know. The big picture to me is giving back to others. Like that's all it's ever been about for me. If I don't have anything, you know, if I don't have the shirt on my back, how can I take it off and give it to you? So you have to think about who you want to give back to. Who specifically? Is it a a charity? Is it your family? Is it leaving a legacy for your family? Is that who you care about? Is it other stylists, other beauty professionals? Like, who do you want to give to? Because I think when you think about giving and not just like being self-seeking, everything comes and flows to you just like stronger than all hell. That's what I feel. You need to have like a set of healthy beliefs about other people I don't know. People are good. Like people will talk to me about certain experiences they have with people. And I'm not saying there's not bad people out there. There's not that darkness, but I don't focus on it. I try to focus really on like good people are good. And I don't know, like people are not out to get you unless you're unsettled with something. Let's just say uh, maybe you've suffered from the way someone treated you or you're unhealed from your childhood, something like that. Again, back to therapy, back to that self-awareness and that work and that growth on yourself. But if you can really see clearly, um, it's important to question, like, if you do believe that negative, you know, like outlook or that the world is an unkind place and all that, like, you have to kind of question it. Because you can't just see it one-sided. Like, there's so much good in the world. People are so amazing. And honestly, their basic human needs is like love, acceptance. I don't know. Like, even my stylist at the salon right now, I always talk to them. Like, we were talking about the other day. It's like, I'm training the... It's like you're laying the foundation with leadership in the company, right? That's how I feel about this first group. And I say first group because I intend to open multiple locations and I'm just getting started. So the way I look at these people is like, I want to share what I have with them. Like any success that comes my way, I want it to be their success and I want to grow together and build while we climb. And, you know, even the beauty schools, It's like if I can share with you and and it gives you something that creates success and happiness and fulfillment in your life, to me, that makes me happy as all hell. To me, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I was obviously called to this path for a reason. It's not random. Sometimes it is random. I'm like, really, I do that? Like, that's what I'm, that's my passion. That's what I care about the most in the world. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm called to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. So people are good and they just need your energy and they need you to give to them. They need it in many ways. So I don't know. Having a balanced view of the world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. If you think of people like, oh, people are all bad or people are out to get you or people are so selfish, they're not giving to me, so why should I give to them? Like that is not going to lead and breed success. Like that is not going to make you happy. 
it's not gonna it's gonna make you bitter and sour and like just doesn't leave a good taste and then those around you are also gonna reflect that outlook once again going back to your inner and outer world so I don't know the better you could see clearly about the love and the good in the world and how we should all give to each other and help each other it's really really that's where the beauty happens that's where the positivity that's where like the bliss and the happiness like true fun and laughter and all that good stuff comes is when you have a great attitude about people and you're just appreciative and grateful and you want to give that's what I think. That's the way I see it. It sounds whatever, you know, a little hippy-dippy, whatever you want to say, but that's the reality is basic human needs. People just want to be loved, be seen, be heard, be accepted. So just do that and don't look at anything else. Don't focus on anything else. Yeah, there's some bad, a few bad eggs, but you're gonna, don't let a few bad apples rot in the bunch is what I'm saying. What are you going to give back to? Is it a charity? Is it a certain community? Think about it because I feel like if you're mentally really strong about this and I don't know, if you feel empowered to give back, it's like the best thing in the world. And again, you get what you give. A mentor told me that, you know, you get what you give. And I just lived by that. So That's it. That's the end of the list. Those are 10 things successful people do. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you can reflect today and think about one thing, not even a few things, you know, one thing that you're going to implement from this podcast. Send me a DM and and let me know what you think and what you're going to do. So there's an accountability piece there. You can do anything. You can have anything. You can be anything you want. So Follow these guidelines, do your homework, read a lot, listen to a lot of great podcasts. Thank you for listening to this one. And let's all just do better and be better for each other and uplift our industry. We need it. You know, the industry is changing, like I said, and it's our job to elevate it. We have to take care of it. We have to take it to the next level, you know. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And as always, go up, up, and away.